Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is another episode of DadCast, the very first episode that we are recording in the year of our Lord, 2023. I am JP. He is Nick Martin. Nick, how you doing today, bud? I'm good, man. Dude, it's been a while. It has been a while since we've done a podcast. It, it feels like it's been a while, but it for you, being behind that camera and that microphone in your little studio there, but for me, it doesn't feel like it because I've been edit, 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 and then I have you calling me yeah. to do new stuff, which doesn't give me time to do the edit, which in turn makes my life a living hell, but you know, that's neither here nor hey, there. you're welcome. And it is. It's all about good things, man. Today on the show, man, we got a really, really cool guy. He's I mean, he's got a story to tell and the story he's going to tell you're going to want to listen to. And we're going to want to listen to it as well, because there's another story to tell about successful podcasts, et cetera, et cetera, and what he does. But that is neither here nor there at the moment. Please welcome to the show the man. The myth, the legend, with an incredibly awesome beard, Mr. Zachary Babcock. How are you, sir? Yo, what is up, fellas, man? <laughs> Super excited to be here and uh, excited because we got some stories to tell. We do have <laughs> some stories to tell. Um, like I said, off air, I was doing a little deep dive on the old Zachary Babcock. Now, can I just call you Zach? Yes. Yeah, okay. Fine. Is that, is that, is that, do you prefer that? Yeah, it's man. It's a funny story, man. I thought like coming out of prison, like I got to use my correct name or else nobody's going to take me seriously and right. blah, blah, blah. So I <laughs> originally branded myself Zachary and who the hell calls himself Zachary? You know well, yeah, I bet Zachary you the thousands upon thousands upon thousands of guys named Zachary out there is my guess. But, you know, it is. You do have a point. But my but being in the <laughs> podcast world, um, Zachary is two extra syllables than Zach. And we need as much <laughs> talk time as we can. So if we add up all those syllables over the course of an hour, you know, we're missing like five minutes of good show. So anywho, Zach, <laughs> the very first question of Dadcast, we like to ask all of our guests. Um, it is a rite of passage. It is good, sir. Are you a dad? Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Tell us how many girls, boys, names, all the good stuff. Yep. So I got Isabella. She's she's my oldest. That's my stepdaughter. She's 13. The, the, the you know, the age where they don't want anything to do with you. Oh, and yeah. Then, uh, uh -huh. oh. <laughs> I got two boys. They turn uh, nine in February. Um, those are my twin boys. Uh, and then I got my daughter. She's my youngest, Lindley. And she just turned four in October. Wow. So you're rocking a set of four over there. Okay. Um, it's funny you mentioned. And I got Rocky, our dog. <laughs> yeah. And the fur baby. You can't, 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 can't. I've got two wieners, a fat one and a spotted one. Just you know, at home, if you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Come on, Nick. No, no, no funny comment there. No, no. no. I'm just, he I'm let that let one it, slide that I'm time. Slide. Just let All it right. You and your wieners. It's, it's funny <laughs> you mentioned that about your 13 year old. Um, that it's not the age of where they start hating you, disliking you, etc. It is an actual time frame. So you have entered said time frame. 
I am currently in it. Nick is currently in it. My eldest just turned 18 and I, I don't even see her. You know, she actually moved out and I've seen her once this month and that was for Christmas. Yeah. It's strange. It's strange. You get stuff, right? It's tough, isn't it? Like, dude, my kids just went back to to winter break. It was first day back. We were like, me and Seth couldn't wait. We're talking about it right. all week, and then now we're all like sad and missing the kids. We're like, what the fuck is wrong with us? Like, exactly. Today's the first day of that for me. I the, the routine has started. Got to get up at six a.m. Get the kids up. Get the little one to the bus stop if I can get there on time. If not, got to drive her to school. Then head yeah. back to make sure twelve year old boy is up and ready to get the bus for middle school. And here we are. I dropped them off. I, I literally sat in my driveway this morning, you guys, for an hour, just sitting there. I'm not even kidding. Car running. And I played Candy Crush on my phone, but I was sad, man. I was I was like, oh, but at the it same time, I was pretty stoked. Now I can get some shit done. Yeah. Taking Liam back to, to daycare today, too, because of the daycare I had two weeks off. So it was kind of like and he was like and usually he gets all weird, too. Like he doesn't want to like disrupt his routine. So. Like he's like super stoked to go back. I'm like, oh, cool. This is good. Like kids growing up a little bit. He's not gonna be all weird and <laughs> make, it, make it uncomfortable for us. But mama was a little sad. I'm just like, yes. Uh, yeah, what happens? <laughs> well, you got you need to take the time. Zachary, I don't know if you're aware, but Nick has 83 children. Number 84 <laughs> is due. Okay, not really 84. Really. Any day now, actually. Any day now the, is yeah, his baby girl's the, born. Yeah. It's she it's is, uh, crazy story. I, I expect to not see you ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll we'll have little baby Sophie sitting here. Oh in man, the I can't wait. Yeah, can I be in the room? Yeah. Hopefully, no. Hopefully, we'll get more <laughs> views though. Like when we bring Sophie on the podcast to, with our guest, and she's like cute and stuff, and like taking away from our ugly. Mugs. I think you just put your yeah. just put your crib That's where you're hat. at. And yeah. I'll just do the show, man. I think it'll work just fine. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, we went to the doctor today, though. She's uh, Danielle's dilated, and uh, Sophie's seven pounds, two ounces right now. So she could pop out wow. any. Wow, bro. So exciting. Oh, and then, man. And then it hit me. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I could be having holding another baby any any day now. not could be will be son will be <laughs> i know will be yeah. and, and, and it's 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 crazy you touch on that i'm all ask you zach we've asked this of many of our guests um dads in previous shows about how <clears throat> women and the moms in our lives once they are pregnant and they got that little baby in there their mom from that point forward, they they are a mother in their brain, in their view. But to us dads, and most of us, me included, Nick included, we don't really feel like, at least for the first time with me, didn't feel like we were a father yet until the baby was born and was, you know, yeah. and he just said it. Did you hear it? He just said it. It's like, oh, it's it's hitting him now that this is You've had nine months, man. But it's only hitting you now, and it's further proof. Did you feel the same way with any of your children? Like, it's just, I, I'm going to be a dad. I'm going to be, going to be, going to be. But now, boom, and once child arrives, then it's, okay, I'm a dad now. It's like the real thing. You yeah. Know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's a physical package. You can touch, smell, right. you know, all that stuff. It's like, oh, this is real. <laughs> See, women out there, I'm telling you, I mean, it's not a bad thing. My, my lady got, like, she got... I wouldn't say angry, but she wasn't pleased because I kept referring to how I'm going to be. This was the birth of my first son. I learned, you know, on the next ones. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I, I referred to, you know, I'm going to be, I'm not yet. And it was weird how she just, you know, 
was I guess maybe took a little bit of offense to the fact, but I guess we're just wired differently, you guys. That's just how it is. So how was it, man? Nine months of like growing the baby in us, right? So we're not emotionally yeah. attached to it, exactly. So and they need to understand that. Yeah, <laughs> eh, neither here nor there. Zach, talk to me, man. So are your twins, the boys? Those were your first children that were born of your blood, correct? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Take us back nine and a half years ago. There was a fateful day, and the lady, the wife. Are you married? Is it? Yes, we're married. Okay. We weren't married at the time, but we're married now. Okay, so your wife, um, she came to you and had a conversation to let you know a little, little something that you were, in fact, going to be a dad to some boys, which you didn't know at the time. How'd that go? To be completely honest with you, it was bittersweet. It was like the best day of my life because I couldn't, like my whole life, I wanted to be a dad. I didn't, I grew up without a dad. And so like, I used to like play football and like see all my dad's at pra- uh, friends, dads at practice and stuff. And used to wonder how that felt and, you know, really looked forward to, to for the opportunity to be a dad one day. Um, well, this came, the news came to me though, at a darker time in my life, uh, it happened right after I got fired from a job because they found out I was a convicted felon after they, they hired me into management because I was their best salesman by far and wide. And so I was in the middle of like thinking like I was never going to put my past behind me and yeah. it didn't matter how hard I tried and all that. And then, and then I got that news and I was super happy, but then I was also like, damn, I can't even, I don't even have a, I can't even get a job anywhere. How am I going to provide and stuff? Um, but yeah, that's how that went. Right on. And then about nine months later, were you in the room? How was that day? So another thing, man, I, I went back to prison 20 days before my twin sons were born. Oh, and okay. so, yeah, I was going off the deep end. I was, man, I, I literally, uh, making excuses this i responded to that whole situation not like a champion um as long story short though i ended up going back to prison and so i woke up the next day realizing that i was heading back to prison i was inside of a jail cell getting ready to go back on a parole violation and this was 20 days before my twin sons were born and so it was in that moment right there where i was like dude i'm done and i started moving in a completely different direction in my life and haven't stopped how long were you in prison during the beginnings of of your uh, your sons I mean, how old were they when you got out? Eight months. They're eight months. Okay, so good, good. I mean, you know, I like to look at the light of any darkness, and they have no idea. They had no idea as far as they were concerned, but you do, and that's what sucks. But as you mentioned, so that right there is a fantastic segue into the story of Zach Babcock. Um, You made a decision that day. What was that decision? And leading up to right now, you and I talking, what have you done with your life to improve on that? Yeah, man. So I'm, the decision was like, I don't care what it takes. I don't, I don't care. Like I'm doing whatever the fuck it takes to get back home to be a dad and be in my kid's life. And I'll do, we're going to do whatever. And so, um, you know, I, I sat there. I didn't know when I was coming home. So that was hard going through that. Finally got the parole date. I'm sitting there thinking of ways for how I could start a business and make money when I get home. Cause I knew it was going to be tough sledding, getting a job. Uh, got out, got to hold my sons, uh, best feeling in the world. Uh, couldn't get a job anywhere for two months. And I started off in a network marketing, did that for about two years, was making almost $2,000 a month residual income. Uh, but network marketing just wasn't my thing. I wanted to do my own thing. And so I left that and uh, began in 2020, uh, 2017 and uh, tough sledding for the next year and a half. 
And then I launched my podcast, Underdog Empowerment. That started like getting me some traction in 2018. And then I finally broke through in the business in the beginning of 2019 uh, with her podcast agency. There it is. And it's just so fitting that we're happy to be on a podcast right now. And uh, <laughs> we, uh, we're going to take all the advice that you are willing to give, obviously. But if I were to ask, because I get this question all the time from you know fans, friends, family members, and it's the basics of questions. And it's like, how do you answer this one correctly? And it, it it's laughable. And I'm sure you'll get it. But here we go. How do I start a podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And it is funny because there's a lot that goes into it. Right. But um, it's it's simple. And I, I'll run you through it. But I, I got like a, a PDF that I give people, it shows them literally step-by-step step how to start a podcast right. from front to end. And then well, let's not give it away for free here, man. I checked out your website. This is what you do. You've got the knowledge. You've got the, 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 the proof in the pudding to back it all up. You're very successful. Your underdog empowerment podcast is very successful. Um, we don't want to give away all that stuff for free. So just put out some, unless you want to, but if you want to, I want to, I'll okay. All right. Well then here you go. I always thought, and tell me if I'm wrong, my always answer is, well, the first thing you need is a tangible idea. Something yes, you're going to talk about. Yeah, exactly. A concept for a pocket. You can't just sit down in front of a mic and just start talking about anything and everything or whatever. And you got to stick to that and, and, and go. Correct? Is that about number one? I would say. Yep, much. it is. <laughs> and then it's like, all bets are off. You can talk about whatever the fuck you want. Yes. For as long True. as you want. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, I mean, exactly, dude. I call it your marketing message. I, I specifically call it your four W's is what I walk through everybody through. So I got, we got this whole, we call it the powertrain system. It's a podcast marketing system. There's five different pillars. Uh, the first pillar though is your foundational pillar and that's your content. And so before we get into all the sexy growth pillars, like growing your audience or making money or building influence, all these things, right? Um, before we get into all that, that, that fun, flashy, stuff or whatnot we got to have a strong foundation to build the house on and so that's with your podcast market marketing message and you just real simply you don't make this don't overcomplicate it just like one sentence answer to each one of these questions who is your podcast for what is your podcast about where is it taking them and why should they listen to you and you get that really dialed in and then you're and uh, a pro tip here uh, especially if you're doing a podcast you know it, you're the host, right? So people are tuning in for you. So it, you're probably going to want to speak to who you were yesterday or who you were just starting out or anywhere in between that, because you are that person, you understand them and you can help them get to where you're at. And so when you do that, that message is always going to hit every single time versus you, you know, trying to do something that you're not. And then you feel imposter syndrome with it. Right. Well, you hear that, Nick? I do. You hear that? You got to stop talking like you've been a successful anything. No. You got to admit. No, <laughs> Ouch. It's <laughs> 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 23. By the way, I want to do a, 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 a bash Nick segment every single episode this entire year. That was my New Year's resolution. Ooh, you should have told me that before. <laughs> no, no, man. We got we to make a surprise. So, yeah, there you go. Where can uh, anyone who's interested in, in, in learning the ins and outs and becoming a successful podcaster, um, and, and, you know, before we mention that, okay, I'm putting, I'm making you hold on here. 
Where can they, uh, how much money have you made? If that's a question I can even ask, how successful has your program been? Because people be like, oh, yeah, who's this Zach Babcock guy? I've never heard of him. They're just on JP and Nick's DadCast podcast. No, y- y'all, he's he's the real deal successful when he does what he does. Uh, you need to listen to him. If you want to share that information, cool. If not, where do we find your info? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm an open book, man. Um, you know, uh, we still, we're still working on scaling to doing a million in a year. That's the big goal this year to do it all within one year, but we've done one over 1.5 million total on sale, gross sales, not, not net take home. We do get some pretty decent margin margins though. But since 2019, uh, since we, since we launched the business, we've done that, but I like to talk more about the results of the people we work with. Cause yeah. that's the cool stuff. That, yeah, yeah, yeah um, exactly. Yeah. And so like you got guys like Roman Casales with Battle Tested Podcast. He came through our program uh, and then, you know, launched his podcast, got it ranked uh, in 17 hours after he launched it. But even more cooler, he went and took the same thing. We showed him about interviewing the the high level, uh, very influential people, uh, landed an interview with uh, Bradley. And then he uh, uh, leveraged that into an interview with Tariq Al Musa. And uh, that's the, the 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 star on HGTV and the real estate flips yeah. flipper fl- something whatever. Um, and and Roman's a, a a real estate agent, a real estate investor that's building a real estate team. And then now he he, he interviewed Tariq El Musa in person. Then they became business partners, and then they spoke at stages together. And then that led him to getting to speak on the same same stage that Tony Robbins headlined. So like really freaking cool stuff. There's tons of stories like that, but. I like sharing stuff like that. That's that amazing. Wins yeah. Using the system, Nick. There you go. We're we're we've been hitting on all these things, and not even realizing it, which is kind of why I think, you know, not to toot our own horn or anything, but why Dadcast has become somewhat successful in the podcast world. Um, Nick is relentless when it comes to leveraging guests we have on to get more guests that they know, and we yeah. speak with a crap ton of celebrity guests, and. Uh, yeah, that's, that's how it's worked. Your advice, though, and going into the the influencers like Sean Whalen from Lions Not Sheep, um, you is another one, um, and just different people have awesome stories that are doing really really cool shit and using their platforms to grow and help other people become successful. So that's kind of what I'm looking at for 2023. Instead of you know, we'll still obviously interview celebrities, but I'm more interested in people like you and Sean and. Um, any anybody that's in that element um that that's that's doing that kind of stuff motivational speakers that kind of stuff yeah dude that's cool that you even mentioned me in the same sentence with sean like that like i've got a long way to go to get on that level i know that's where i'm heading and where i'm eventually going to be but just to get mentioned in the same sentence because like i know i'm not even at that level you know what i'm saying yet so appreciate that man thank you yeah, yeah. buddy and speaking of wink wink nudge nudge do you see that incredibly awesome t-shirt that nick is wearing right now the dad cast friggin new balance shoe shirt (laughs) new balance shoe shirt see everyone loves it i was so much iffy on that because that to me would admit that i'm a middle-aged man dad but us middle-aged man dads these days are a different breed than they were for our parents, I think. Um, that shirt, true. totally available right now at dadcast.co. Just click on the merch store, buy it, love it, own it, buy like 100 of them for your friends. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nick, speaking of, could you send our boy Zach one of those shirts? Because I'm sure yeah. he totally rocked that bitch around town. Definitely. 
<laughs> and I'm putting you yeah, on the spot. One stipulation, all your, uh, all the listeners here is that when you, when you go to dad, uh, when you go and g- get the merch, you cannot wear the shirt unless you own a pair of new balance. It's oh, just, it's just, it's in the rules. Now, well, then, now we need to contact new balance and make sure they make a Oh God. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mess around. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, and we we just saw how unflexible you actually are. I know that really that looked hurt. like a little I'm, bit of effort, bro. I'm gonna not move for probably ten minutes because my whole body does not feel right right now. <laughs> that hole in my spine I have, I probably just reopened it. Yeah, good job, bro. Come on, come on. Oh my gosh, man, that's a dude. I first off, man, yeah, I, I know it, we just it, met oh. Zach, but. And and I always feel like my next statement will come off as a little like some people like do you really know this guy? You know, why would you say such a thing? Well, in, I am proud of you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. You're cool as shit too, man. It's, I know we just met, but I feel like I know you my whole life. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, it's just you know I hear this story, and and you know a lot of guys, you know they they go through what you go to go to prison. I'm not going to ask for what or why. That's past, but. That right there, that that's it. You know, they 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 format the rest of their life because of that. And you totally broke out of that mold, became successful in something that I love doing as well. Um, so that's just it's a great story, man. And and continued yeah. continued kick ass to you, man. It's amazing. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate that, man. Absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna we need to do a collab or something eventually here. Where where, where do you live? Where is the the home abides of Zach Babcock? Uh, St. Louis, Missouri, just Saint- right outside of St. Louis. Louis, pretty cold there right now. Uh, actually, it's pretty warm. It's like feels like it's springtime right now. Uh, the weather's like smoking crack or something. I don't know. Lucky, I wish our weather would smoke some crack. It's so cold. It's like <laughs> 30, guys, 30 yeah. degrees out in Southern Oregon right now. Yeah, oh, okay, which is Oregon, nice. warm considering some parts of the country right now. But it's True. yeah, it's that's why I'm wearing all this because the uh, <clears throat> the heat has busted in my uh, replica studio here. <laughs> what has been the biggest challenge for you as a father? Ooh, man, that's a good question. Cause there's so many of them, which is the biggest one. Um, the biggest challenge, I guess for me has been, it's different with each kid. I'd say with Bella, my, my, uh, stepdaughter is 13 is balancing or, um, Cause I don't want to be the one that's like the bad news with her. Cause I'm her, I'm her, I'm her stepdad. I want to be bringing the good news, yeah. you know, cause you know, I, I but, but at the same time I got to do, do, you know, got to be a dad, but it's like balancing that relationship to let her know that, Hey, I'm not your friend. I'm your dad. You know, that's, that's a tough one sometimes. Um, especially like the other day, man, I fucking I went up there in a room like I said, our, our weather is smoking crack. It was negative six uh, just a week and a few days ago. And now it's 60. I don't understand it. But um, it was negative six. So I was going up there to check the pipes and make sure they weren't busted out. And she was in bed with her with her, with her her 13-year-old boyfriend and underneath the cover. Oh. And, and like, <laughs> man. Bro, I, feel I, I feel you right now. That boy is lucky that God stepped in and intervened in that moment. Because <laughs> I seen it. I was like, get out of the bed. And I said it real calmly. And I went to the bathroom. <sighs> Yeah, a pretty deep breath. I'm like, all right, well, how do we move forward with this? And I made them all come downstairs. But yeah, that's pretty tough. Holy balls! Yeah, I. Yeah. Thankfully, <laughs> I, I I I preempted all that with mine. You and I were um, 
we're kind of a sharing the same story. My oldest, <laughs> I told you, just turned 18. She's my stepdaughter as well. Um, so everything you just said hit home. It's balancing it, knowing that you're not dead. Now, is, is your daughter, is her dad in the life, in her life? Yes or no? We don't yes. have to get into craziness. Okay. Does he yes, spend he much would. time with her? Not as much as I think he should, but that's okay. my opinion. Gotcha. In my case, dad's awesome. She's, uh, in fact, from 16 and a half to 18 years old, she almost spent more time in that household than here because why wouldn't you? There's two younger siblings here, and it's a freaking chaotic mess, and she would have her own room and her privacy, et cetera, so I don't blame her for that, but point being is my struggle was he's a good dad, but he's got different takes on how to be a dad and punishing, and they're all, you know, what you know, his form of punishment versus what I would do in the same exact scenario, completely different and mm. juggling the attitude and her just demeanor from different houses. It's like, I wish I was a fly on a wall over there so I could see how she treats him and how she talks to him versus is over here. Is it the same? Is it different? Et cetera, et cetera. But I'll tell you what, she comes over here and thinks, you know, she can do what the hell she wants. And it's no, you know, the, the <laughs> rules are set in place and I'm not being an asshole. I'm not trying to ruin your world because you can't, you know, take your M&Ms into your bedroom, you know, this oh, craziness. And she kept pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And still, still didn't ever listen, but I feel you, man. That's difficult. <laughs> never though. I, uh, strategically placed her bedroom to where that would never happen. In fact, I don't even think I ever let have boys in here, to be honest. I was like, you want to, okay, you gotta, you go outside. <laughs> we yeah. didn't allow them inside, but I do have yeah. my youngest baby girl who's nine years old, who is the firecracker. She is little miss sassy frass got daddy wrapped around her finger. And I am starting to see little hints of that independence and that fire kick in. And she's not even 10 yet. And I'm going to get my hands full, but boy, 13, uh, 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 no, sir. You well <laughs> no, done for not, not going back to prison. Close. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, you are so much nicer than I am. I would have, <laughs> I would have killed a little kid. <laughs> oh, I wanted to. I man, I would have just called the cops. I'm like, hey, there's going to be a homicide. Just go give me his. Now, yeah. Does Does your daughter watch any of your podcasts or follow anything you do? Not really. Good. She so we continue on this. Doesn't like. Okay. Yeah, what? Doesn't really follow it. I'm curious. You know, I love these podcasts. These are questions that I never. I do. You do that in your podcasts and 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 recommend to guys who subscribe to you and and you help along. Um. Do you have a set list of questions or do you just throw those in the trash and go where the conversation takes you? I go, where, you know, I go where the conversation takes me. It's just always been my jam, but you know, I can see, you know, the, the benefit, like, so for an example, like depends, like if it's just a, uh, uh, if I'm interviewing somebody, there's nothing, unless there's like somebody, I had some specific questions that I want to ask them right. ahead of time. I'll write those down but I'll still go with the flow. I'll just answer, ask those questions and then we'll go. Right. Just kind of work them in after that. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause that's but, what we do. But and, it, sorry. Yeah. It's the best way to do it. Isn't Fly it? by the seat of our pants, which now part of that is what was the result? What was the conversation you had regarding that scenario with your daughter and the kid in the bed? How did you handle it after the fact when you thought about it and where are we at now? 
Yeah, that's a great question right there. So I made them come downstairs and uh, he had already like texted his mom or whatever because they picked him up shortly after he was gone. <laughs> Scared the bejesus out of him. Hasn't been over since. He actually broke up with her and all that. And I'm oh. not- Did you have your shirt off when this happened? Because that would intimidate me. No. Okay. All right. Just curious. <laughs> but um, I didn't have any conversation with it that day. But a couple of days later, um, when I went to go uh, pick Isabella up or drop her off to one of her friends, you know, they're on their winter break or whatever. I had the conversation with her and was just, this was like, was real. And was like, Hey, look, this is going to be, you know, let's just be straight up and call it like it is like, I'm not here trying to be, you know, a, a, a mean or, or stop you from hanging out and having fun. But uh, I'm not going to let you have boys in your room. Like just, just one time is all it takes. And you guys are playing around, whatever. And then now all of a sudden you got a, you got a baby on the way. And she's like, ew, girls are like, yeah, well, that's all it takes. You know what I'm saying? And I'm as my, job, my responsibility as a dad, uh, stepdad, love you like my own. I'm, your dad, I'm man, you don't need you. to add that in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here to protect you. And, and that's what I'm going to do. And so from now on, we're not going to have boys in the room. That's how it was at most of it, 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 when I remember growing up at pretty much everywhere I went, almost not everywhere, but almost if, if you were a boy, you weren't allowed into a girl's room. Even if you guys were friends, you had to stay in like the living room and hang out or whatever, you know, um, and vice versa. So that's how we're going to roll here for, uh, for here on out. How'd you take it? She was cool. Good. Um, I even told her too. Uh, so the the next thing I told her that she was cool with that. The next thing I was gauging, I was like, and I was like, and look, I've been really contemplating. I'm gonna let it slide this time, and I shouldn't do it, but I'm gonna let it slide this time just because it's been a few days. But I really wanted to call his parents and have a conversation with them because you know a lot of girls get the hard end of the stick whenever stuff like this happens. But I feel like the boys they need to their parents need to ha- have a sit down and talk about the importance of this and you know, the ramifications of what, what, what can happen here. Yeah. And so, uh, but I told her that, Hey, I'm gonna let it slide this time around. Uh, but you know, we're not going to have boys in the room next time. And if I ever were to catch something like that again, I would be having a conversation with the parents. So if you don't want that happening, don't bring it into the house. Well done, dad. Well done. Thanks man. But here's the thing though. Now I wonder like, well, what is she going to do? You know, right now she's going to want to leave the house all the time or what, you know, so that's just a hard situation. man. It's a pickle that there's no answer to, man. Uh, you know, mm. you want to give them their independence and that independence grows from right now until 18. I mean, it's just more and more and more and more. And you got to look back to when we were kids. It, it's hard to go back that far. I don't know about you, but man, I just turned 48 <laughs> and <laughs> Trying to go back to 18-year-old JP and think the way I thought and put it's, myself in the <laughs> shoes, it's getting harder and harder as we get along. But I can still remember, you know, thinking my parents were lame and doing all that and that, and here we are. So, fine, you know, it's I, there's I, no I, right I, answer, and there's no pickle. You, you do the best you can with, you know, the, the foundation that you have already proven on this podcast right here is friggin' solid as a rock as far as, you know, morals and being a good dad are concerned and, and just hope for the best. <laughs> it's really all we can do, man. Pray to God. Yep. We got from TJ Lavin, just be on their team. Yeah. Like that, that was like, that was a big one for me. Like, cause I was always like with my kids, Hey, I'm the boss. It's what I say goes. And when I right. talk to Lavin, it's like, all right, let me, let's approach this a little differently. I'd, Get on their team, listen to their side, listen to, you know, let them know you respect them, 
to a certain extent, and then you got their back, but there's still rules, but you still have their back. And that, that's kind of how I'm approaching with my older kids now, because I got uh, older kids, I got the babies, and it's just... Can you name all 83 of them, Nick? No, can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Well, Nick, I, this is me. I'm 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 setting back, man. Remember, yeah, I, I um, told you at the beginning. It's now. It's Nick time. It's the Nick show. Let's well, go. Actually, I'm gonna jump in and say, hey, thank you for joining us for part one. Catch us next week for part two. And for everyone watching, thank you very much. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, make sure you like it up, subscribe, do all the things, and we'll catch you on part two next week. Have a great rest of your day. See ya. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.